one of the things that I get asked about frequently is how can I help so-and-so their house is so cluttered, you know, they're, you know, it's just a mess. They can't handle it on their own or some lifestyle change happened. A lot of times it's people wanting to help their parents or an older family member that has a house that has been so cluttered for so long that it's just paths through the home. And the family member had a life change or is preparing for a life change and will now need to sell their home or has other people moving in with them or something happened in their life and now they need the space more than they want the more than the stuff how can you help that person to declutter their home how can you help that person where do you even get started when you're helping a person who has that much mess and you don't have a lot of help and time is somewhat limited because you only have so many hours of your life that you can give to help with this project for that person. So I hear this from new organizers. I hear this from um, just people who have family members a lot as well. Like I hear it from all over the place. And so I wanted to answer how I have done this with my clients in the past and with other people in my life as well. Um, clients, friends, family members, anyone who I have been involved with, either personally or through a friend, you know, some kind of connection to this person, or if it's someone that I've helped to coach through as the a helper in this project that wasn't the owner of the belongings. How do you help go through a family member's belongings when they're getting ready to move into an assisted living home or some sort of big life change is happening? So listen in if you are this person or if you are just curious or maybe it's you and you need to help. Like you need to know where to start and what to do and how to stay focused and stay motivated. I got the answers for you coming up in this episode. Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. So what I do when I have a client who has a, a big whole house project that is really cluttered or I have someone that is helping someone, where I suggest for you to start, what I suggest for you to do is number one, you have to create a plan. You can't just go throw yourself in there and really make an impact just walking through, picking up things and then moving around to the next room and moving around to the next room. You'll get so distracted that it will be very difficult for you to see any real difference, especially when you have lots of boxes or lots of contained items, smaller pieces that need to be sorted through and gone through. 
it can be a long time before you see any noticeable difference, before there is a visual impact, a visual difference in the space. It could take a lot of time, especially when you're going through paperwork. Good grief. It gets messy before it gets neat. Okay. So number one, come up with a plan. What are you going to do with the things that this person has decided they do not need for the next stage of life? What are you going to do with them? Are you going to do a curb alert and just put it out on the curb and post it for free? Are you going to um, load it up in your vehicles and donate it? Where are you going to donate it? What is the plan? Are you going to um, have those have a donation company come and pick items up from your home? Are you going to schedule a truck to come and pick items up? Are you going to have friends and family members come over and collect items that they would like to have from the space. What is the plan? Let's create a plan, number one. Get that plan going. Number two, discuss why. What makes this time important for making this big life change and this big change in their home now? What is the motivation behind it, okay? A lot of times there's a family member that's coming to live with them and they've got to clean out this room that has just been the collect all space so that whatever, that was just where they threw stuff that didn't have a home. So it piled up in the room for years and now the room is unusable and they have a family member that's moving back in or maybe they're moving to assisted living and they have to go somewhere else. What is that space going to be used for? Are they trying to sell their home and now they just need that space clear so that people can see the potential of the space instead of the stuff in the space? So what is the motivation? Is the motivation selling the home? Okay, let's focus on the money. Let's focus on the the selling of the home. Let's take out anything that's personal in that space. Let's get it as cleared out as possible. You just need to be able to see potential in the space and see the space, not anything in the space. You don't want the things in the space to take away from the architecture, from the detail, from the size of the room, from the layout, that, like from the ideas. You don't want to put a bed in the living room because people are confused by what the space would be. That You have to be able to give them that impact. So figuring out what is your focus? Is your focus getting that space ready for their grandchildren to move in or their son and, you know, something? Is a family member moving into that space and that's why they need it to be cleared out to make room for that family member? Okay, let's keep focused on that. Let's stay focused on that. That is the happy part of why they're getting rid of these things. That is the happy part of why we are putting in the work right now. Okay, let's stay focused on the why. Maybe because they're moving into an assisted living space. Okay, don't focus on what you're getting rid of. Focus on what are you bringing with you to your next space. Let's forget about what all we're leaving behind, what all we have to get rid of, all of the pieces from our past that we're having to let go of and say goodbye. That is a very emotional part of letting go. It it can be very emotional. You're letting go of a lot of your independence, so many memories and um, value is held in those items, 
even though those pieces that were very valuable to you in past seasons won't bring any value to this next season. So you got the value out of it throughout the time that you've had those items. So selling them, you're probably not going to make the same amount of money that was spent on them or that they were once worth because in this current season of life for most people, most people nowadays aren't looking for China that has to be hand washed. They are looking for dishwasher friendly dishes. They are not looking for tea sets that have to be polished and silver that has to be polished and cared for. They're looking for dishwasher friendly, kid friendly, easy maintenance, low maintenance items. And Unfortunately, that's really hard for a lot of people to let go of those items. And it's really hard for people to realize that the new, you know, young people, they are not looking for items like that. So it will take some time to find the right buyer. Not selling, not saying that you can't sell items like that. I love items like that. I know many, many people who love to have items like that and who are looking for treasures like that. But it will take a little bit more time and effort and energy to put into finding a place that will purchase those items if you're looking to sell items that are higher maintenance items. Higher maintenance meaning not dishwasher friendly um, needs to be, um, you need to be delicate with those items. Those are items that uh, may take a little bit more time to sell. So if that's something that they're interested in doing, it may take a little bit more time. One other thing to keep them reminded of is anything of value, of significant value, take a photograph of it before you donate it and put it with that donation list, okay? Make sure that you are writing those things down and that you really do have a listing saying that you donated these items at this location on this date and you can use it as a tax write-off. It is very helpful, especially when you have a lot of a lot of people that I help have sold a home or uh, something like that. Maybe they um, a, a deceased relative, and so they have some sort of inheritance with insurance. There's different money levels. Okay, those tax write offs make a big difference when you are dealing with a bulk of money that comes in from the sale of a home when they're not repurchasing a home and these things. Um, can really help these people at the end of the year. Okay. So keep those receipts, uh, take document, you know, photograph, whatever it is that you're donating at the donation site and make a detailed itemized list of the items that you donate. That is very helpful. If you are doing higher priced items that you donate, um, if you're planning on using it for your taxes, it is a lot more work to do it for your taxes. If you donate over a certain amount and different states have different amounts that are allowed on your taxes. So be aware of that. Find out what it is if you're planning on doing that. If it's not worth the energy, if it's not going to make that much of a difference, just be a blessing to someone. Just let it bless someone else. You got your value when you had it. Let's move it on and not stress about it. Um, the other thing that I want you to really focus on is what does the space need to be? What does the space need to, what needs to stay in the space? If you're selling the home, it just needs the bare minimum of items to give you a feeling in the space and to give you um, 
room to be creative. Oh, I can see myself living here. I would like to put my furniture this way instead of like they have it here. I think my furniture, like I, you need to be able to make the other people envision themselves in the space, envision living there. And that's something that is really important when you are staging the home to sell or you know, creating a space that is preparing to sell the home. The other thing, when you are trying to get people to, to get rid of items and they're, they're just having a really difficult time letting go or making decisions and it's making it really difficult, what you need to do in that situation is to just take a pause and put things in categories and groupings. Maybe create a small box of a certain category of items, like maybe, and paperwork, definitely paperwork needs to be categorized. You know, anything that's important or historical documents or family, medical, like make these different categories and then it's easier. Your your brain doesn't have to jump all over the place from, oh, this is a bill from this thing. I need to take care of that to, oh yeah, my mom went there and this is from the president in this time of it's, it's this wonderful certificate that we have to keep for this reason. Those are things that your brain is moving all over the place and it just takes a longer time to get through paperwork and detailed items when you're jumping all over the place in the categories. So if you keep it a little bit more simplified in the category of what you're looking at at the time, when I, it goes, the process goes a lot faster. When I'm with a client... I will go through the space and I will create a, a lot of times I'll have a big a room that has a whole bunch of different things. So I will collect all the tools and put it in one spot or one corner of the room and then I will collect all of the decor items and put those in this space in the room and I will collect all of the office supplies and put those over here. And when you have it categorized in different ways, um, you know, all of the crafting stuff, put that in one section and the holiday stuff and just separate it however you can into a, a category that is all in a similar, similar use. Okay. And then it makes it easier for them to see, oh my goodness, I didn't know I had five hammers. <laughs> I really only need two. So we can get rid of these three. Or I'm not going to be doing any yard work in my next house. I don't, I won't need any of these. I won't be painting in this, you know, assisted living home. So I won't need any of those. Do you know someone who could use that? Okay. You know, these are things that happen almost every time that I'm with a client cleaning out a space that has a, a mix of types of things in this space, a garage, a storage room, a, and you know, any space, kitchen with a junk drawer. When you're dealing with a space that has a lot of different categories, put all of the same type of items together in a kitchen. Put all of your uh, your plasticware, your Pyrex dishes, any of your containers that you would use for food storage. Put them all in the same place. A lot of times people will have these in three or four places in their kitchen and uh, They'll be all, they won't realize that they have enough to completely cover their table and layer their table in all of the storage containers. And there's no way that this family of two or three or one is going to use even a third of those at the same time. So 
I, I just want you to help get them in categories. When you categorize everything and put all your glassware together, you know, all of your mugs, all of your wine glasses, all of your drinking glasses, all of those things in the same place, it's easier to see what you really like and what you're really going to use instead of just having, you know, every time you open a cabinet, you're going to find a couple of things that you like and then that you're going to feel different feelings. Anyways, it gets distracting. But if you put all of the same category together, it's so much easier to pick your favorites or pick the ones that are really going to work for the next season of your life. Um, if you have a client so many times, I find shoes all over the entire home, even if it's just from one person. I will go in a home where there's just one person living there and there will be shoes in five or six or you know, pretty much in every single room I will find shoes, more than one pair. If it's, um, a lot of, a lot of times a, a woman will have so many different pairs of shoes and they will leave them all over the house if they live alone. If it's, you know, it, it really is all the time. If you take all of those shoes and put them all in one place, they will be amazed at how many shoes they actually have. Number one, and it will be easy to choose when, and then categorize them, put the dress shoes together, put the boots together, put the flip-flops and sandals and slippers, like all of the categories and, you know, the running shoes and the, you know, whatever, put the, all the categories together so that it makes sense. And it's easy to see, visualize it and make decisions because the category is small. And so you're only making the decision on just your high heeled shoes or just your flip-flops or just your bedroom shoes or house shoes. And it really does make it easier and faster to make those decisions when you are looking at all of the things, when you're looking at all of the shoes, just all of your shoes, it feels overwhelming. But if you just pull out bedroom slippers and just lay out the bedroom slippers or your house shoes, or your flip-flops, or, you know, whatever. One category of shoes, just your dress shoes, just your high heel shoes, just your tennis shoes, just your, you know, athletic shoes. One category, then it's so much easier to make that decision, okay? So that makes it faster. It takes a little bit of time on your part, but when you're looking at 50 pairs of shoes, which is not uncommon for women in the U.S. I'm just saying it's not uncommon. <laughs> I probably have close to 20 myself, but I keep them nicely contained. <laughs> I mean, it's it may be more like 15. I have no idea. 15 to 20 for me. And that is very small compared to most of the houses that I go in with women. In fact, my there's so many men that I know that have way more shoes than I do. And so 50 pairs put them all together. And there's at least five to 15 pairs of shoes that people will get rid of. I can almost always fill up a garbage bag or a box with shoes that they're getting rid of. Okay. So when you are, and, and I'm just, I'm asking them questions. I'm like, okay, these look worn out. Do you really need to keep these when these are very similar? You know, why do you not wear these if they are so similar? These look like identical shoes. This one looks worn out. Um, and this pair looks like you never wear them. Did you buy these because you wanted to save them for when these wear out? Okay, well, it's time for that decision to be made. Um, but just talking them through why. Why are you keeping these? Why are you 
um, keeping all of these? What is your reason behind it? Where are you going to store them in your new space? If you're moving to an assisted living or if you're downsizing or if you really don't have room in your closet to keep all of these shoes, what are we going to do with these shoes? Where are we going to keep them? That's all. I'm not forcing people to get rid of the things that they are going to use and they do want to keep, but you need to know where they're going to go, what you're going to do with them, and are you really going to use them? So just encouraging with these questions, these prompts with love without forcing them to make these decisions. If they truly are struggling to let go of anything and that does happen sometimes. Maybe they do just want to keep everything. They just want it to be neater and there's not space to make that possible. You may need to take a break. Go sit somewhere outside of the space. Go show them some spaces. Give them some inspiration of what their space could look like. Take them around. Go tour a... a what is, what do they call that? A show home or a, I can't think the name of it, but a, a home that is set up. Um, <laughs> it's like a, a show home. So you can go and look at this home that is a, a model home. That's what I'm trying to say. A model home, <laughs> take them to see a model home in a house that is a similar size or maybe slightly larger than what they're going to. Show them that model home and how nice it feels. Ask them what they like about it. Ask them if they want their new space to feel similar to this or if they want their home to feel like this when they um, get through the items. And sometimes having that feeling and that, you know, in the space, not just the pictures of it, but going into a space that feels so well put together and so peaceful and beautiful can inspire them to make better decisions with what they're keeping. Now, not always, and truly some people do have hoarding is a mental problem. It, it, it is something that they are incapable of doing on their own without therapy, without help. And I'm not talking about other hands. I'm talking about, um, counseling and therapy to help them to get through this. And sometimes it is unsafe to keep the amount of items that people are wanting to keep. Sometimes it is a a danger to have things stacked and piled and it it could be a health risk for them. And I have seen houses like this and I, I have helped people that were in close to this situation. Now I have never, um, I've never had a client that was an actual hoarder with the hoarding mental challenges, with the mental um, parts that go along with hoarding. They had the amount of stuff that people, other people say they're hoarders or that they have hoarding tendencies, but they didn't have the, their mind was not um, hoarding. They were just, they just had a season of life where it was difficult for them to let go. Maybe they overshopped. Maybe they just felt safer having more items. People who lived through the depression, people who grew up with families who lived in the depression, or people who had really um, lived in a lifestyle where they didn't have, they lived without and lived in poverty. 
a lot of times people really do struggle to make decisions and let go of things when they grow up in a situation or they live through a situation where they didn't have money to go and buy a container or <laughs> or newspaper could be used for fire or maybe they would be without water or electricity and they would need all of the blankets to keep their family warm. So these are things we have to work through and most people aren't living in that lifestyle anymore and haven't in a very long time. But if you have lived through that sort of lifestyle, sometimes it is a lot more difficult and takes a lot more uh, mental work to be able to get through getting rid of things and letting things go that you are no longer needing in your life. Um, If that is something that you find your family member or whoever it is that you're working with, even if it's yourself, if that is something that you're struggling with, then I suggest that you really do the mental work of working on the why. Why do you need to let go? Why do you need to make these changes? What is the important part about it? Is it for someone else? Can you be a blessing to someone else by letting these things go? That when we focus on other people, it really does help us to let go of things, even if we still are struggling to part with them. So many times it is easier. It still hurts, but we can let go of things that we love to let someone else enjoy them. So keep that focus in mind. Keep reminding these people, whoever it is that you're helping, even if it's yourself, keep reminding, keep the reminder that this is to help someone else. This is for you so you can get to this point so that you can host your family for the holidays so that you can um, go on this trip. Maybe you need to sell this much stuff so that you have the money to go somewhere or to buy a home instead of renting. And you've been renting for many years and you're ready to buy a home, but you can't even think about moving because your house is so full of stuff. I have people like that that I work with all the time and it just hurts. And if you hadn't bought all of those items, you probably would have had money saved for a down payment, but it's easier to spend 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks than it is to spend $10,000 and have that sitting in the bank. Um, you know, it's easier to spend it small. So if that's something that you're working on, please stop spending anything. Don't spend anything else. Zero dollars, zero spending. Do not bring any money with you when you leave the house. Nothing. Bring nothing with you so that you will bring nothing back. Okay. Uh, I highly recommend ordering online, shopping strictly from a list to keep keep you from bringing more items into the house because that is a big problem. I've had so many clients that I was decluttering for and I would go and the next session I would come back after I had loaded my car twice or five times with stuff (laughs) and I come back after a, a couple of days off and they had been shopping and there's bags of stuff that they did not need that were in similar categories to what we just got rid of. And I just walk in and I'm like, are you kidding me? And I say it with love and joking. And they're like, I know I didn't even take it out of the bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's just funny to me. So I want you to really think about what you're spending, what you're shopping for. Um, and try not to do that. If you're decluttering, 
the, the less, you know, if you can, um, if there is something you really, really want, encourage yourself, like challenge yourself to not purchase it until you've done this space. Or, you know, maybe if you, your table is cleared, you know, cluttered with stuff, maybe don't purchase it until you've gone through all the stuff on your dining room table or whatever space it is that you need to go through. Give yourself a little motivation. Find that space that you can make an impact in, in your home. And when I'm helping other people and I'm in these homes that are really emotionally heavy with clutter and it's hard for the people to get rid of stuff. When I come home, it is so refreshing for me to throw stuff away <laughs> in my own home. It's so refreshing. I just come home and I'm like, oh, I'm going to add this to the car. I'll donate this tomorrow to trash, 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 done. <laughs> and I'll come in and I'll just wipe everything down. So even though I'm just completely exhausted from working and helping others, it's just something that it, it, it inspires me. It motivates me. And it's a way that I love my family through keeping our home uncluttered. And it's, it gives me time. It gives my family time to, to spend more time together, to do more things together when we're not cleaning up after our, our belongings. Because every single item you own, you have to take care of it. You have to do something with, you have, you are responsible for every single item that you own and the less stuff you own, the less responsibilities you have, the freer your life is. Okay. So let's get that stuff done. And if you are struggling to help someone, please reach out. I would love to help you and give you some encouragement through that. You can reach out to me at organized fabulous podcast at gmail.com. My phone number is Nine eight zero three eight nine zero three nine nine. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you on that. You can call or text and just let me know what it is that you're working with, what you're struggling with, how you, you know, what you were able to do, your accomplishments. Share that with me. It is so, I just light up every time I hear from someone who heard a podcast episode and just loved, you know, was able to make a difference in their lives or with someone else, you know, (laughs) I love it. And if this podcast is helping you in any way, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. Please write a review about my show. Share it with someone you know. Share it with someone who, I mean, I guarantee most of you know someone who is struggling. Most of you know someone who has a cluttered space or that is helping someone through or feeling the burden for someone who has a space that needs to be decluttered or that needs to be, um, they need to make a life change. Maybe they need to sell their home or they need to, uh, move a, you know, clear a space for someone else to live with them. Uh, that is happening all over the place right now. I've talked to three people in the last week that have family members moving in with them. It's so hard and it's so wonderful to be able to make that space and to, to watch and, and be with your family members as they're aging is beautiful. And to be with those little ones as they're growing up is just so precious. And time is one of the things that you can't get back. You can't get it back. So use it wisely. Take that responsibility and make a decision 
every item. You have a responsibility for every single item that you own. Make sure you're being responsible with it. Use it or let it go. Storing it up in the closet, saving it for 20 years, for nothing to happen to it, is not being responsible. It's, it's, I mean, unless it's like gold, like actual gold, that stuff does not go down in value. That stuff goes up in value. But the rest of it, honestly, what are you storing it up for? Is it really getting in more valuable? Is it really going to be more valuable in five, 10 years? Is it really more valuable than when you put it in there? Think about it. I challenge you. I, I want you to challenge yourself. I want you to encourage yourself and others to think about that with the things that they're holding on to. I'm here for you guys. I love you all so much. I will be praying for you. And please don't hesitate to reach out, especially if you're going through a hard season and you just need someone to be there with you. I'm here. I love you guys. I can't wait to hear from you. I do offer coaching. I do offer virtual organizing to give you those ideas and that inspiration to show you where to start when you're stuck in a mess. Reach out 980-389-0399. I would love to help you. I would love to be with you through this. All right, you guys have a blessed day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S., is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?